Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Yeah, Father, we want to hear your word. We want to encounter your presence, Lord, as we hear your word. Make your word alive. Your word is alive and active. And I pray it will come and uh, touch our hearts this morning, Lord. Lord, come, Lord. In Jesus' name, come. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year to you. Good to see you this morning. And if you're visiting with us, it's great to have you with us. And um, so I I'm kind of said I would do a short talk this morning, but people know me. <laughs> Peter's shaking his head already. So I've had a cold over Christmas. Uh, it has just been a cold. It's not COVID. So if I do cough while I speak, it's just because I've had a cold. I've tested every other day. I'm fine, honestly. But because it's been miserable weather and I've not felt very well, I've kind of chilled out in front of TV a little bit, you know. Netflix is a wonderful invention. And so this week, just kind of, in case you want some old films I've not seen for a long time. So anybody that argues that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, I think you're wrong. <laughs> Definitely is. <laughs> but I was watching, actually watching this week, just watching, Cassie, and I still haven't quite finished the series yet, but uh, watching The Hunger Games. Anybody seen The Hunger Games? Great movie. It's about these 12 districts that are all oppressed and kept oppressed and in fear. And then there's this central city that's uh, run by President Snow. And uh, there's the privileged ones that live in the main city. And they gorge themselves on every delight you can think of. It's their life. That's how it is. And they have a great time. And then they do this event there to stop people rising up out of the oppression, they um, try to just really um, get people to, uh, they have these games where they play and they kill one another right to the end and one's left from one of the districts. So they get these youngsters between the age of 12 and 18 and they fight. And then there's this unique young girl who gets the Caitlin Everdeen, what's it, isn't it? Katniss Everdeen, sorry. And she kind of comes and how much notice I really took of it. Um, and, she, and she gives hope. And President Snow says these words. He says, there's only one thing that's greater than fear, and that's hope. And that has kind of stuck with me this week. I've just been thinking, praying about that, actually. I felt God spoke to me. I was kind of saying to God, I'd got a few thoughts of things I might want to share this morning. And I said, God, just what, what is your heart? What do you want to say? And, and God speaks through a movie. <laughs> It says, I want to restore hope. I want my people, I want my church to be hope-filled. And I don't want them to be in fear. I don't want to live in any fear. I actually want them to be filled with hope. And there's this one young lady in this movie that seems to stir hope. And yet we have one who's come, who's given us hope. And so if we put that slide up, Paul, that I put earlier, because before Christmas... As we were thinking, 
not the scripture bit, the, uh, the PowerPoint, Paul. Um, while we were just praying before Christmas, and I was just thinking, yeah, I'll give you time, it's all right. And um, the thing that struck me, as we're celebrating Christmas, as we're that lead into Christmas again, is actually we're celebrating the King has come. It's not that we are just celebrating a birth of a child. We're not just remembering Jesus' birthday. We're celebrating the King has come, the one who gives us hope. The one who actually, only one who can give us true hope is the King has come. And he's with us. And there was this old song that was running through my mind. Now, for those that have been around in New Frontiers for many, many years, and there's not that many of you in the room, but some, been around a lot of time, Marion, you'll know this, and um, there's, uh, there's a song we sang in the early days of the Stonely Bible Weeks, and uh, written by Stuart Townsend, if you click onto the next slide, and the chorus part of it goes like this, the king has come, the king of love has come, troubled minds can know his peace, captive hearts can be released, the king has come. The King of Love has come. You're not going to sing it for us, Marion. Come on. I was banking on that. I'm not going to sing it either. Um, But the words are so true. Because people are living in that place. People are living in a place that even we can be as Christians. We can live in a place where our minds are troubled and our hearts are captive. And just as Dave said early on about, uh, in the prayer meeting particularly, and mentioned it briefly about hearts being captive, being locked up. And he went out to the skip down the way there to put some cardboard in the skip and there's a padlock on it and if you don't know you can't get in and so it's locked up and sometimes our hearts can feel like that as though we're kind of just a bit locked up and we need fresh hope to come we need that fresh life to come and to lift us and so as we start a new year God wants us to start with fresh hope not just live off what we've known previously, not just rely on what we've already known, but actually come and be refreshed in hope, even today. And Paul talks about this in Ephesians. If we just turn to Ephesians chapter 1, uh, chapter one verse 16 to 18, it says this. Paul's praying for the Ephesian church. I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with, the, with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he's called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. That's us. Paul's praying for us in this, not just for the Ephesian church. He's praying for us actually that we might know this confident hope. That we don't have to live in any other place in a confident hope. And what is that confident hope? What is it that we have in Christ that actually he's already done in us, he's already worked in us? And we find that in chapter 2 of Ephesians. And if you read the first part of chapter 2, it talks about our terrible state we were in. It talks about the fact that the first few verses... Chapter 2 talks about our desperate, sinful state, that we had no hope whatsoever. We were dead in our trespass and sin. But then you come to verse 4 of chapter 2, and it says, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, 
He gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can appoint to us in all future ages as examples of incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us. As shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can take no credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Isn't that good news? Isn't that truth? Actually, God has done it for us. We have nothing to do. We cannot earn this. And this is the hope we have. And he's planned good things for us. Even in 2022, he's planned good things for you. He's planned good things for us as a church together. God's planned good stuff for us to do and to happen through in and through our lives. And God wants to do it. And he wants to restore that hope to you right at the beginning of this year. You may not feel even you've lost hope. But actually, I still believe God wants to come and in, ignite us afresh, even in those things that we have. Because I guess many of us live with things that we've dreamt about, we've longed for, we've looked for, we've had promises about, lots of things that we've carried in our hearts over time, and yet not seen them come to pass. And yet we can, our hope can become dim. But we have a promise in Romans 5, and it says, hope does not disappoint us. Hope does not disappoint. And actually putting our hope and our trust, looking to Jesus right at the start of a year, right at the start of what is it God's got planned for me this year? What has, he, what has he already spoken over my life? What are the things that I've yet to see come to pass that God's stirred in me, the desires he's put within my heart? What are those things God wants you to have fresh hope for, even today and from today? Right at the start, 2nd of January, mark it in your diary. Mark, this is the day God wants to put fresh hope. He wants to stir up the hope within us. He wants to come and fuel that hope fresh within our lives and stir us again. And as I'm going kind of through this film and watching how it, how it works out, as, as hope rises with, for one person, hope rises, and it's almost like infectious. Hope becomes infectious amongst a community of people amongst the community believes that hope can be infectious and be stirred for fresh hope for our lives sometimes you can kind of feel like and i've been here myself you kind of think oh that's it kind of feel like i'm not sure what else there is for me anymore and i've been in that place a few times and you get to that place and then god comes and speaks again god comes and encourages our hearts again god comes and brings fresh understanding and revelation in those moments and it seems like that through trials through tribulation the awfulness of life somehow we can get robbed of hope and we don't even realize it has gone we don't even realize it somehow seeped away from us because of the things of life the hurt of life the difficulty and as we've gone through the last two years of different things and uh, particularly covid and you lots of people have just got weary and perhaps lost hope and think, well, is there any end to this? 
Where do we go from here? There's still a mission that God's on for us to fulfill. Still a plan of God for our lives. Still a plan of God for us as a church to press into, to take hold of, and to be a fresh hope for. And God wants to do that for us. God wants to stir that in you. And before we finish, we're going to pray for one another for that, that God would stir that in us today. But I was thinking, and uh, just right at the start of the pandemic, there was this prophetic word by one of our uh, leaders within New Frontier Family of Churches, John Groves, his respected leader, been around many years. And uh, he had this prophetic picture of helicopters coming in and uh, coming in to rescue people. And many people would reach out and ask to be and stretch out and call to be rescued as a helicopter. And there's others, lots of others that kind of scattered and ran away and didn't want to be rescued. And I still think there's plenty of people that need to be rescued. That hasn't changed. There's still people that want to hear the good news. And actually, it's through us. And our hope is, and what God's putting in is actually that through us, the whole region of the Peak District will be changed and transformed. And people will be rescued. And people will be saved. And people will come through whatever we do as a church together, whatever it might be, whether it's a one of our social action projects, or whether it's through a ministry, whatever it might be that we're doing, a Sunday gathering, actually God wants to reach lost people, and he wants to rescue them still. And he wants our hope to be stirred, our expectancy to rise, that this year we're going to see more people saved than we've had before, see more lives touched and changed than we have before. And So I just want to encourage us, the start of this year, God wants to restore your hope. Why? Because the King has come. And we're not, while we're looking for him to come a second time, it's not that he's gone away. He's here. The king has come. And he wants to fill our hearts and lives with himself more and more. So just as Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, let that be even our prayer for ourselves, that we might grow in the knowledge and the experience and that our confident hope will be in him. Our confident hope in all that he's planned and purposed for us. Our confident hope in the fact that we've been rescued from sin and death and brought into the kingdom of light. And we've got good news that rescues people. And it rescues us again and again, even in the midst of this. And I had this thought just before Christmas, just going back to the story of the helicopters coming in, I just had this thought. What if those helicopters were a vaccine? that God had sent. I don't know. I didn't interpret it that way initially. I just had that thought. What if, and there's still people who are, are not getting vaccines, and for whatever reason, they may have good reasons, good things, but actually, what if, what if that was part of God's rescue for the world? Who knows? I just throw that out there. I just had that thought. Let's stand together, shall we? <clears throat> How many minutes did you time me there, family? 50, oh, that is, a, that is a record, I think. <laughs> a short talk. Excellent. Let's just pray, shall we? I want you to just open your hearts. You can choose to do this. No one can open your heart for you. You choose to do it. You say, God, I just open my heart to you. Would you come in? Would you restore hope? Would you come and breathe fresh hope? I think there's people here who have got lost ministries 
lost things that uh, you felt God had called you to and kind of they're not happening anymore and you feel like you're somehow disconnected from the thing called you to. I feel God just wants to speak. He wants to bring fresh hope to you again. And actually, he can work through you in any situation. He can fulfill what he's called you to do and be at any moment, any time. So Lord, I just pray now, Holy Spirit, would you come? As we open our hearts to you afresh, start of this year, Lord, would you come and restore hope? Lord, I want to pray. We thank you. You have come. The King has come. Lord, we don't have to look for you to come again. You're here. You've come. You sent your Holy Spirit to be amongst us. And so, Holy Spirit, right now, I pray, would you just come on every heart that's open to you right now? Holy Spirit, would you come and would you just breathe on hope in their hearts? Lord, I want to pray there'll be a stirring. Lord, I want to pray there'll be an uprising of hope in our hearts. Lord, I want to pray there'll be an uprising of hope that defeats all fear. Lord, defeats all questions that would raise themselves against you, Lord. I pray now, Holy Spirit, would you come? What about this? What about that? Because that happened, because of that hurt, because of that loss, because of that pain. Lord, I want to pray right now, you will just cause fresh hope to rise that would silence all other things, that our hope would be in you, that from this moment on, from this point, from today, Lord, we will just know the joy of fresh hope in our hearts, trusting you, looking to you, all that you've planned, all you've purposed, good things planned in advance for us. Thank you, God. You're good, and you do us good. Lord, I want to pray for those, Lord, who have, Lord, just at this moment in time, Lord, they've lost hope over things promised, over calls on lives, over ministries that have felt like they've been lost. Lord, I want to pray you'll just come and you'll breathe fresh hope into those places. I pray, God, you'll bring healing and restoration. Lord, I want to pray, God, where they're grieving the loss of things. Lord, I pray you'll come and bring your healing touch. Lord, I thank you, God, that you're a restorer. You bring restoration. You restored us to the Father. And you, rest- you restore all things. God, I pray now, would you come? And would you touch our hearts and lives? Lord, we pray that so Lord, whatever has gone on in previous years, I pray, God, you'll help us to lay it down and look ahead. And not be looking back, but look ahead with that fresh hope that you bring. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God.